Good morning, it's Pastor Chris with Soul Revival and our New Beginnings podcast. Week 32 and day 4. And we're going to continue on with our study on spiritual warfare for the week. And uh, today we're going to be thinking about and talking about how to pray through spiritual warfare. As we educate ourselves more, we must understand what we're praying for before we can pray for it, right? But let's first go to the Lord in prayer. And Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything that you've given me. And Lord, I have a lot on my plate today. And I just pray that you be there with me to help me stay focused and and handle it well and handle it through you in the way that you would want me to. And Lord, I just pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So guys, as we've been talking this week, we've learned, you know, that spiritual warfare is a phrase that you might hear some Christians use. But the truth is, many people don't fully know what it is or even what to do about it. One way that we um, we explain spiritual warfare is by comparing it to physical war. You know, um, historical battles, they were often about controlling territories or for political or economic power. Well, spiritual warfare is kind of the same thing. It's the battle uh, for control over people's souls. Now, listen, whether you believe in and follow him or not, you better know one thing. God created you for a reason, and he created you to know him and experience his love. God created you for you to love others as you love yourself and to use your skills and talents for the good of the kingdom, to point people to him. However, God does have an enemy, and he is known as Satan or the devil. Because he is an enemy to God and God's people, he is sometimes referred to simply as the enemy. But we gotta we gotta know this. We gotta know these terms. Because when you hear the enemy biblically, we you gotta know that Satan. And Satan is he's committed to preventing people from knowing God and trusting him with their lives. And the enemy's tactics, they they're gonna differ depending on whether someone is already a Christian or not. But his ultimate purpose is always, always to keep people from experiencing the love of God. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, he the, the book tells us, uh, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Whether you feel under spiritual attack right now, you know someone else who might be, or just you want to understand spiritual warfare better, you, you, you have some resources to help you understand that. And the biggest one is prayer. And uh, you need to ask your questions, how are you involved in spiritual warfare? Um, you need to learn to know the enemies, the, the world, the flesh, the devil. You need to learn how to fight spiritual battles the, the, the Jesus way. 
And you need to know the Holy Spirit's role in spiritual warfare. And even praying with other believers is key. You need to know what does victory look like in spiritual warfare. And you, you need to search scripture that help you pray through spiritual warfare. And that's what we're going to talk about some today. Some different ways to do that. And uh, we're probably going to get uh, halfway through my lesson today and we'll have to go into it further tomorrow. But the first thing we want to ask is how are you involved in spiritual warfare? You know, spiritual warfare all sounds like a battle between God and his enemy. So what's it got to do with you, right? What's it got to do with the rest of us? Well, if you have chosen to begin a personal relationship with God, then you know that you have asked him to be in control of your life. Let me say that again. If you have chosen to be in a personal relationship with God, then you know that you have asked him to be in control of your life. But part of you wants to take back control and continues to put up an internal fight. You might even feel like there's a battle going on inside your mind sometimes, you know. Do you have days when you struggle to believe what the Bible says about God or about you even? That's completely natural. But lies, especially subtle ones, are one of the enemy's favorite tactics. Now, the Bible teaches us that we have three forces that we're battling with. And um, God wants ownership of our heart. But these three things, they don't want us, to, they don't want God to have ownership of our heart. Well, first of all, the world, society, the flesh, our own flesh, and the devil. They don't want us to have that. But thankfully, our God is stronger than all of them. Now, Let's talk about the world and spiritual warfare. You see, societies and cultures in the world, they encourage people to act in certain ways. You know, some elements of, of every society or culture can point you toward Jesus. Some are neither good nor bad, and some directly conflict with your ability to follow Jesus and maintain a strong connection with God. We live in one right now. The things a culture values, whatever it focuses its attentions on, are usually a clear indicator of the position God's commandments are given in it. See, in our Western culture, physical appearance, personal success, uh, things like freedom from responsibility um, to the wider community are just three examples of some things that that the world we live in right now encourages us to put before God. Scripture reminds us to walk closely with God. We need to be alert to the ways we are influenced by the people around us. You know, I always say the, the, the four people you hang around, that's the people you're going to become like. But in 1 John 2.16, the, the Scripture says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So here's a prayer tip. As you pray regularly, ask God if there are ways you're putting something in the world and the world's values before him. Okay? We're going to get here to another one. Called, and we're going we're to go over the flesh and spiritual warfare because this is 
probably the biggest battle that we struggle with today. <clears throat> you know, although the influence of the world around you is very real, you also need to be aware that the struggle to turn away from God can come from within you, from your own sin and your own desires. Now, the Apostle Paul, who helped spread the early church as a missionary and wrote 13, 14 books of the New Testament, he struggled with his flesh. And he gave us a great picture of what the struggle feels like. He said in Romans 7, 21 through 23, that it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decided to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Part of me rebels, covertly rebels, he says. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. He's telling you, man, that flesh, that's a hard one to battle. And the devil knows that. And so he's going to throw everything at you to make you trip up and do wrong when it comes to the ways of the flesh. But I'm going to give you a prayer tip. Ask God to search your heart and make you aware of ways you might be choosing to be the God of your own life. As he reveals things to you, ask for his forgiveness and the strength to live according to his plan for you. <clears throat> that is the best I can give you. <clears throat> so let's talk about the devil and spiritual warfare. Let's move on to this one. Ultimately, the devil's already been defeated by what Jesus did when he died on the cross. We ain't fighting for victory. We fighting from victory. Jesus' resurrection from the dead demonstrates that he won the victory over death. But the devil wants to blind people to the truth of what Jesus has done. He wants to blind your mind. The devil attempts to send us off course in our relationship with God. He wants us to go right back to the beginning of the human story. He was the author of the first temptation humankind faced the temptation of Adam and Eve, which we read about in Genesis 3. It provides a clear picture of what you can expect from the devil. He's more crafty than any wild animal. He comes along beside you and pretending to be an ally. He deceives you by trying to bend the truth. God speaks to you. He tries to plant doubts in your mind about the things God has said. He wants you to think God is restricting you when in reality he's protecting you. He encourages you to rebel against God by telling you that you deserve to be the ultimate authority of your life. He uses your pride and your sense of shame to turn you against others. People, be mindful that our enemy, the devil, is real. He is single-minded and dangerous. So be wise to how you conduct your warfare with him. If you follow Jesus Christ, God has given you an incredible resources by placing the Holy Spirit within you. But you need to resist letting your pride tempt you to try to fight the enemy on your own. Here we go. I'm going to give you one more and we're going to get out of here and we'll start over tomorrow 
on a new one. We're going to go for prayer tip, a prayer tip on fighting this devil. If you feel under attack from the devil in some way, bring that to God in prayer. Thank him for the protection only he can give us and let him fight the battle on your behalf. Okay, let him fight this warfare on your behalf. Turn it loose and turn it over to God. Guys, that is what I have for you today. I'm sorry we're a little long today. We'll go on into tomorrow. I could finish this out today. There's so much more to it, but we're going to get out of here. I hope you have gotten something out of what I've said this morning. Guys, we love you. God loves you. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Go make it a great day, and don't let the devil steal your joy. Peace out.